is your app visible in the Apple App Store and in Google Play? Well, Gummy Cube can help optimize your app to increase search ranking. So see how you can increase your app and increase your revenue with App Store optimization by Gummy Cube. To learn more, go to www.gummycube.com. That's G-U-M-M-I-C-U-B-E, gummycube.com. And thank you very much to Gummy Cube for supporting the show. This episode is brought to you by Asking Point. Ratings and reviews are one of the most important factors affecting an app's ASO, which is App Store Optimization. Asking Point has a ratings booster rating widget, which it uses analytics to find your app's fans and asks them to rate the app. What this means is it increases quantity and quality of your ratings, and, and this actually results in more downloads. So go to www.askingpoint.com forward slash app guy and thank you very much, Asking Point, for sponsoring this show. Hi, my name is Grant and I'm the founder of AppPress and you're listening to the App Guy Podcast. The App Guy Podcast, straight from your host, Paul, the App Guy, sharing his app entrepreneur journey with you for your enjoyment. And now, Paul, the App Guy. Welcome to another episode of the App Guy podcast. I'm your host, it's Paul Kemp, and I'm really blessed with this podcast because I get to meet some amazing people, and you'll learn why I'm saying amazing in, in a minute. Uh, I want to try and get inspirational guests who can tell us about the companies they're founding, the, the, the journeys that they're going on as entrepreneurs, because this helps you out as an entrepreneur listening to this. Uh, you will get inspired, I guarantee it, from all the different guests that I have on this uh, series of podcasts. And uh, I wanted to today introduce to you someone who has uh, really been actually inspirational for me as well. Now, one of the reasons I uh, became an entrepreneur and uh, one of the reasons I set this podcast up is because when I was in corporate, I used to have these crappy meetings. And I'm telling you, they were boring. They were uh, just waste of time. Uh, and then along comes this a service called uh, AmazeMeet. We're going to talk about it. And the big catchphrase is it will get rid of crappy meetings. So let me introduce the co-founder, Violetta Nedkova. She is the co-founder of AmazeMeet. Go to AmazeMeet. That's AmazeMeetMeet.com. Go and check it out. Uh, Violetta, welcome to the App Guide podcast. Hey, thanks for having me. Tell us about AmazeMeet then. What uh, I love the, the, the catchphrase there about getting rid of crappy meetings. Yeah, it's uh, life's too short for sucky meetings. <laughs> uh, my co-founder Mike Sutton, he came up with it. I think that was the first thought in his mind, <laughs> because he also um, worked with uh, big companies, and actually he's a consultant. So every time he was working with a team, uh, they would be like, um, you know, we have these awful meetings. Like, can you save our meetings? <laughs> And, and he just uh, thought to create this uh, thing he called the Meeting Facilitator Canvas. And uh, we're giving it away for free on the site. Um, and when you download it, it's like, a, it's like the business canvas, but, but it's for meetings. So um, it outlines the, the whole process of meetings from scheduling to uh, who comes and why to um, uh, to the agenda items for the day and uh, key takeaways, next actions, etc. Well, I can say the the scheduling thing is really painful, and uh, certainly you know someone is running a podcast as well, and uh, the amount of back and forth that you can have 
just trying to get thing a thing set up is uh, how have you overcome that whole scheduling uh, problem? Yeah, yeah. A lot of people say that about you know Outlook and emails, and and some people even say you know sometimes it's it's enough to to exchange a couple of emails instead of uh, throw a whole meeting and waste so much money um, and and time from everyone. So uh, basically, we're just uh, making sure that the meetings that are taking place are with the right people for the right reasons. You know. So, so if you if you have the meeting purpose, the agenda items, you know, approximate time, uh, why you're inviting these people, you know, the reason they're there, um, it kind of eliminates some really um, uh, some waste, some of the meeting waste, and um, we just aim to to do that with uh, with the app that we're building right now. Um, and the scheduling, I think we're just going to do some integrations with Google Calendar and, and so on. I don't know all the integrations. That's Mike's, Mike's part. <laughs> yeah, he's your co-founder. Uh, well, you know, let's change gears slightly and tell us about you. Because, again, this is a show to inspire anyone listening to this who is going to a crappy meeting in a crappy corporate <laughs> job. You know, t- tell us about you. How did you get involved in a startup? <laughs> well... I've been part of the startup industry for like two years now. Um, I've, I've always been this kind of independent, autonomous person. You know, every time someone would tell me, you know, like, find just a regular job for God's sake. And I'm like, you know, I, I, I don't feel like doing that. I don't want to do that. I don't want to go uh, to an office, you know, from nine to five, whatever. I just always was more creative, more, um, you know, flexible. I I want my own schedule. That's why I started freelancing and stuff. And as for the startup, uh, as soon as I met some entrepreneurs who had their own businesses and just like I was hooked to the culture, uh, you know, how free and how uh, amazing it feels to be your own boss and, you know, to just kind of have control of and, and, and so many people have amazing ideas, so it's like catching, it's like a virus going around, <laughs> but, but you know, a good virus. <laughs> well, I just want to capture some of those things you're telling me, because I think there's someone listening to this right now who uh, feels the same way, and but has taken the wrong path. So you're saying things like you wanted your own freedom. Uh, I, I think that's a very important part of, uh, you know, doing what we do, which is uh, you know, uh, working and for ourselves uh you're your own boss you don't have to deal with any crappy boss you know you uh you can actually just make decisions and and also some people think that getting into being a, a work work from home or solopreneur or working for a startup that you lose the community feel that you get and the belongingness you get from a company but what you're saying and what i'm learning is that you get this from the community that you're in the startup community because everyone feels like a big family yeah, exactly. I mean, I don't feel that, um, you know, isolation because I'm a part of so many communities, online communities. Um, to be honest, I'm going to London soon because I want to experience the community in person. Uh, but right now I'm just saving up money. So, um, so uh, yeah, I, I think uh, it's important to have the balance between, you know, an online community and an actual, um, you know, in-person community because in-person community just um, 
you it, you know face to face contact is always important but um, with the online community you can reach out to you know Silicon Valley for example and so so many amazing startups that are just across the you know the ocean I, I know it's just actually saying to, to someone that I feel more connected with people all around the world than I do with people that, that are you know living very close to me and that's because I have more in common with uh, the, the people that I'm connecting with online as opposed to but but you're so you're moving to London where, where are you actually moving uh, from and what's the reason for that uh, right now I'm in Bulgaria <laughs> um, I was born and raised here um, actually I, I've lived elsewhere I've lived in Rome I've lived in England and uh, a little bit in the States but basically I just like to move around for different projects and right now I don't feel so much uh, like moving around as just settling somewhere um, for the community feel because because when you when you're a digital nomad for example you you can feel isolated if you're not surrounded by your people in the place you're at so so that's why I want to to be in one place that's that has a really you know big startup community that I can learn from and get involved with and so on. Um, yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Again, what you're saying is as a digital nomad, which is what a lot of the listeners like to uh, think about. I'm I'm not a digital nomad, but I'm trying. I'm, I'm going to be spending uh, hopefully two or three months over in Thailand working near a beach, if I can figure out the podcast recording. And then uh, I've spent lots of time in Dubai working from there. So I do feel like part of this digital nomad lifestyle but you're saying that part of it you do need to be around people in, in a way to meet them in person yeah you know it, it depends on what kind of personality you have because like for example for um, introverts more introverted people it would be um, you know I think it's it's good to be you know at a screen's distance from someone because you're not in the spotlight you know you're not at those big noisy events and I have that part of me, but uh, also I have the really loud social parts that that's really louder than the other one, and uh, that part really wants um, a community of people that I can, you know, touch and and be around and just engage in in more personal ways. And tell us how you're actually funding this whole project. Is it um, yourself, or are, do you have investors behind you? Uh, no, we, we haven't raised funding. Uh, my co-founder, Mike, he, he's putting in some of his savings because, to be completely honest, I don't have many savings. Right, okay. You're like <laughs> many of us, yeah. <laughs> but, you know, we're, we're both okay with it. And, um, and, and I think it's important sometimes to put in some money because, for example, we, we just um, hired a, an incredible designer um, and and she's just uh, she she's a great uh, team player and and without her I mean the design would have been awful. <laughs> right. Yeah. So this is the interesting thing is that and, and and again I want to remind people that we try to be as genuine on this show as we can and and unravel the, all the hype that you hear in the press. So so the founders of companies tend to be the last ones that ever get paid because you're taking on team you're you're building the team. Is that is that fair to say that as you're building this out, that you know you don't think too much about paying yourself big wages? It's just about getting this thing off the ground. Yeah, it's true. I mean, 
a startup is so uh, so difficult to lift. Like um, it, it's so risky. I mean, with um, it, it's so good to be autonomous and to be your own boss and and to hire people and stuff like that. But but the the other side is you know um, you, you don't know if it's gonna work out or flame out in two months or six months or whatever. So you basically don't ever know if you're ever going to be paid. And that's kind of scary. And, and I want to remind people listening to this, that is the truth. That, that unfortunately, <laughs> there's no big paycheck guaranteed to you at the end of the day. And, yeah. uh, and I guess some people have big wins and, and some just take the experience with them and uh, unfortunately don't get financially rewarded. So, uh, uh, but that's interesting. That, so, uh, and then what I'd love to know is... Uh, you know, as you're um, going through this, uh, how did you get clients? How did you start a launch and, and get attract and get people attracted to Amaze Meat? Um, I wrote an entire article about it. Um, I believe in building up to the launch, so I would never launch something and expect people to come to me. I mean, I'm a marketer, uh, so I know that you have to market from day one. Uh, so, for example, we. Uh, we were kind of lucky because we didn't really plan it, but uh, when Mike came to me with the canvas, uh, you know, we started um, showing it to people and talking to people who were complaining about meetings. And uh, one day, someone from Product Hunt saw it and posted it on the homepage. And I was freaking out because I didn't, I didn't really think about the canvas on Product Hunt. I was thinking about the app on Product Hunt. But that was lucky that they put the canvas on because that brought, you know, traffic, some attention. The next web featured us on uh, Facebook and we got some coverage in Taiwan from all places. Oh, wow. And 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 uh, we got basically we got thousands of um, subscribers from that. And right now we're just inviting those people to help us uh, build the best MVP and, you know, product as we can. Uh, and, and right now that's our focus uh, before the launch to spread the awareness of, about the canvas to, uh, to build the best you know, product we can w with those people's uh, help. And I think that that helps to engage them as well. You know, if, if they're invested in the earlier stages of the startup, they're, they're more, more likely to stick around. This is great, Violetta. I have to say that something has become very apparent to me, which is we have a lot of people listening to this who only focus on apps. Um, but what I, I, I'm taking away from this is that you can build out like a website, maybe uh, a, a prototype that, you know, that people can start getting involved with. And then if you're lucky, that gets posted to Product Hunt, which is a popular website for finding uh, new products and services. Uh, and uh, and then you get your community and then you start to build features for that community with the view of then releasing an app, which I'm guessing when you release the app, that will also be posted onto Product Hunt. Yeah, yeah. That I mean, that's the plan. But um, however, uh, there's a but. If um, you, you can't submit uh, a pre-launch to Product Hunt, so... So it has to be launched or it has to be a product that people can use and play, play around with. So, so if you're hoping for a product and it has to be something that people can use, don't just look, in, uh, look at, you know, because, for example, that's, that's the case with Kickstarter. You know, uh, people see this amazing idea, they're hopeful, they wait months and months and then nothing happens. 
So Perang Sat is trying to avoid that, you know, that disappointment and only features things that are almost sure to be out or are already out. Yeah, and, and obviously in your case, you have a, a downloadable uh, canvas facilitator. Uh, and um, it's just what it's making me think of is that anyone out there who's building uh, like an app, uh, maybe there are there are features of that that can be put onto a website and it's much easier uh, you know, to rather than go through the Apple approval process, building an app, get building, getting all the developers, maybe doing a, a website version, some sort of online tool, some cloud solution, uh, and having that, you know, that could be used for, for whatever you're doing, like you've done. Um, that, that, that's what I was trying to get at. That, that that possibly rather than wait a year for the app to come out, you know, to start getting people involved in early on by doing some uh, web app or uh, online yeah, download exactly. tool. And I really think that more people should give things for free in some way because, for example, you can, um, you know, you can you can do a lot of things for free. You can give out, you know, PDF uh, ebooks or whatever guides. Um, you know, a lot of those books get unproductive. And um, also, there are some um, some some services that don't actually offer uh, a you know, uh, the trial, the 14-day trial. Um, I don't like the trials because they ask you for, for credit cards. And I, I don't do that. You know, as soon as I see credit card, I'm out. So, um, so, but some people have avoided that by just giving you free features for now and tell you, you know, if you want more features, just upgrade. And, and then you get hooked to the product. And when you're hooked, you, you have to pay because you want more you know, leeway and stuff. So, um, so I think that's why, for example, Slack got very popular because you can use it for free. Um, and Meerkat, you can listen to the Meerkats without paying or registering or anything. So let me just appeal to all you app entrepreneurs, you app marketers who are listening to this, or if you are uh, currently a solopreneur, uh, who's got an app on the App Store, you will need to go and check out GummyCube. Uh, that's G-U-M-M-I-C-U-B-E.com. Uh, they have an App Store optimization service, but also they have this uh, Data uh, Cube, which is uh, an App Store optimization tool uh, that allows for some really uh, great tracking and reporting. Uh, with Data Cube, uh, optimization becomes part of your app release cycle for each new build, and you'll be able to track your rankings uh, by build, uh, by time period or by even both. Uh, they have live data uh, which is consistently updated to ensure that your attribution results are accurate and uh, letting you understand your download baseline and, and where to make adjustments. Uh, all this rep reporting is available in a wide variety of formats. Uh, I'm looking at their website right now and they have a lot of great uh, tracking reports that you can use for your apps. Uh, so I suggest going to GummyCube.com, that's G-U-M-M-I-C-U-B-E.com. Go and check out DataCube, get a demo, and thank you very much to GummyCube for supporting the show. This episode is supported by Asking Point, and I just wanted to talk about Asking Point. I'm, I'm really a, bit, a big fan of uh, their software and their tools because they can help us create very compelling products. Now, how do we do this? How do we create great apps? Well, we know if you've listened to any of the episodes that one of the big themes from my show is uh, feedback and, and making sure that we're actually in touch with our customers. Because, you know, uh, the 
App stores do create some kind of barrier between us and the people using our apps, while Asking Point help us overcome this because they enable us to create mobile polls. Uh, we have the tools within their system to create a quick and, and uh, easy polls, which will give us this valuable feedback. It's real time, and so you get it instantly. And it uses your app analytics so that you, it really makes sure that people using your app uh, are not going to be frustrated by getting these things because you will be able to find the fans, the people that use it, and, and possibly uh, you'll be able to uh, pick points in your app where you will get maybe the best feedback and then you can come back and, and ask them for a rating. So it's, it's just so intuitive. Go to askingpoint.com. I've got an offer for you. If you go to askingpoint.com forward slash app guy, uh, then you'll get a, a discount on their premium services. And, and thank you, Asking Point, for supporting this show. You are talking about the app world. I mean, it's giving away a little taster for free, getting people hooked. <laughs> and I, I honestly can't, I can't think of a really popular app that hasn't probably followed that strategy. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah it's uh, obviously the, the way forward is yeah, give it away for free, but, you know, make it uh, a kind of slimmed down version and then have the... Uh, in-app purchases for adding on those features. Um, well, this, this is great. So there are two more things that I, I like to do before we do say goodbye. One is that I'd love to uh, you know, get from you uh, some of your pain points in your business right now. And if, if you have you know, things that you can think of that are frustrating or a, a real uh, pain point for you, then maybe we could explore a, an idea for a new service or an app maybe. Pain uh, a pain point for me personally? Yeah, but in your business, uh, something that's frustrating you, uh, anything you can think of that's been a real frustration for you uh, that, that is slowing down uh, the, you know, the process of launch or uh, getting your app out there? Uh, for me personally, it's, um, it's that there's so many tools and they're all similar and I, I kind of get lost in the in the tools that I use. I don't know why I'm doing this to myself, but I think that's a personal thing. That's not uh, like a pay point for, for everyone. That's just for me, maybe. Well, that's, that's interesting because that is another example of curation. And I mean, there are so many things out there and we just don't know. And, and that's why we always go maybe for the recommendations or uh, and just curating uh, like a list of tools that you can use. Uh, I mean, that's why I think um, my past guest, Bram Canstein, was so successful with his uh, curation of startup tools. It was one of the most hunted products on Product Hunt. Yeah, you know, curations do the best on Product Hunt, really. They do. Which is ironic because actually Product Hunt is curation, which is yeah. so it's curation of curation yeah. in a way. You know. Yeah, it's inception. <laughs> oh yeah, the deeper you go. Uh, so so at least that gives someone uh, listening to this some, some time to think about um, what, what it is that they, they could curate um, to, to make the world an easier place and less noisy. Yeah, you know, um, actually another pain point might be uh, getting feedback from people. I mean, there are ways, there are definitely ways, and I know how some startups have done it, um, but most people don't even know how to do it. Like for us, we're lucky because uh, we can do it with our subscribers, and, and it's still hard. You know, we, we did this growth hack where um, when you register for the app, uh, the beta testers, 
uh, there's uh, a question that asks you um, how would you like to give us feedback and there are three answers or something you know email slack channel Skype and and most people chose the the email email me in a week nobody answered those emails and we have to send them again and and the slack channel kind of died maybe that's our fault but it's like it's like uh, the, the difficulty of continuous, reliable feedback from people because they, they're so distracted with other things. And, um, and I guess, I mean, there, there are ways, like, for example, Envision lets you share mockups and stuff with people, and Slack lets you, you know, invite people to, to your community or whatever. Um, but there's not one product that, that give us, like, that gives startups feedback that is a very very interesting observation feedback feedback i know how hard it is to get feedback on this show there are 95 percent of the people <laughs> listening will never email me will you know they may even have some observation oh, i wish you would ask this question that question i'm not going to get emails from them it's just it's people do not i guess tend to be proactive unless you're in that startup mentality where, where you know how helpful feedback can be uh, one of the things I've just learned why you, you've got me on the topic of feedback is that I've been uh, occasionally sending audio messages to people that unsubscribe from my list, uh, asking the reason why, just as a friendly way of you know trying to figure out uh, what why it is. And I'm getting some good responses, and, and so that can be for apps as well. You know, if if you find somebody has maybe said that oh, I've not downloaded out, or maybe not used it for a while, um, you could uh, directly sort of contact them and, and try and get some feedback from those people and ask why so just ideas so thank, thank thanks for that that's curation and feedback two big topics there um well this is the app guide podcast we can't let you go without um asking what's on your your phone um you have an android phone are you are you an app user <laughs> yes android yes yes i i do use um apps um i guess i'm big on tools you know like slack and just communication um, apps, uh, Instagram. Oh my God, Instagram. That's a big part of my phone. <laughs> well, well, how do you use Instagram? I know it's obviously an app that a lot of people are, will have on their phones, but how do you use Instagram to you know, engage and, and keep a following? Um, it's not really about a following, though. Uh, for me, it's, a, it's a, just a pleasure to use it because... Um, um, I enjoy I enjoy moments and and um, I remember a few years back uh, I was in England and I didn't know I don't even know when it was founded probably probably not yet so I didn't really have like a phone app or anything uh, photo app or anything so I was just my my camera was was in my hands the whole time and I would just just flash and flash in people's <laughs> faces and everyone got really annoyed. Um, I, I overdid it, yes, but I've just always been kind of obsessed with capturing and holding on to the moment, which, which is not the healthiest thing. I mean, um, a lot of other times I would just be enjoying without taking any pictures. But with Instagram, you, you want to see the beauty of the moment through through like filters and and that's the 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 thing for me because um, I love playing with Photoshop you know with filters and stuff and making things um, seem different through colors and 
you know, patterns and whatever. So, so I, yeah, I think Instagram is really cool with, with the filters without, without them. It's just the camera. But. <laughs> yeah. And actually you're making me think I'm trying to approach someone else for the show who has uh, a, a camera that does not flash and does not even uh, turn on it darkens so that you're you're not as intrusive when you are taking pictures of everything and i thought that was a good idea so uh, oh do you know that that's a great idea because in england for example you can't take pictures in the street police stop you um i i was even wondering how the law is everywhere because um you're, you're not supposed to be taking pictures of people's faces, you know, strangers' faces. And I don't even know about video, for example, because Meerkat, you know, people are taking uh, videos, live streaming in the street. So I don't even know how that works. Wow, so you're telling me you got stopped on the street for taking a picture of the street. Yeah, yeah, really? yeah. And, and it, was, it was a picture of a giant truck and a man inside the truck. And that was, that was a building away. And the guy from the truck... He gets out of the truck and comes to me and says, you captured my face. And I'm like, uh, you were way over there. And he was like, no, no, I bet, it, I bet you can see it when you, when you magnify it or something. <laughs> like, oh I've never, I have to say, I've never heard of uh, such an extreme example. I mean, I, I was stopped in a shopping mall uh, because I scanned a QR code that happened to be on a shop window. And then the security come rushing to me about a minute later and started frog marching me out the shop. And I said, well, I'm just scanning a stupid QR code. These are these things that, you know, you point your phone at. Oh, sorry, sir. Sorry. Yeah, you're not supposed to take pictures of the uh, retail um, windows. So how crazy. What a crazy world. Well, you need to get, uh, well, maybe some more uh, <laughs> secretive device, you know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like a spy, like, like uh, something wearable, something on your glasses. Uh, but not something as ugly as, you know, the, what was it called? That, oh, Google Glass, yeah. Yeah. Well, well, I mean, how ironic that that guy in the truck has probably had his photo taken 500 times by CCTV, the government, all these <laughs> yes, different things. Exactly. And he's not, you know, spraying those with black paint, is he? So whoever the guy, if the guy in the truck knows that story and is listening to this, uh, get in touch with us. We want to know your reason for that. That's just crazy. Um Okay, well, Violetta, thanks. Uh, this has been very inspirational. I'm ex uh, extremely tempted to get you on my other show called the App Stories Launch Show because uh, I know you've got a lot more information about specific launching strategies and that sort of stuff. But for now, I will put all the show notes on theappguy.co and it's episode 301. Uh, so people can go and check that out by going to theappguy.co and searching Violetta. Uh, but for the meantime, how do we get in touch with you? How, how, what's the best way of connecting? On Twitter. I'm, I'm on Twitter all the time. Uh, that's at V for Violetta with double T because uh, I was I was being funny about V for Vendetta. <laughs> <laughs> right, okay. <laughs> right. It was a joke of a few years ago and unfortunately... Yeah, and, and, and actually um, V for Violetta with one T was taken. So I was unfortunate there. You know, just before you, I have to say, I, I chatted with a guy who uh, was one of the um, early... Um, workers at Twitter. Uh, um, he was there when there was only a few, like maybe less than a hundred people or so. And and so his his Twitter handle is only three letters. I was like really blown away. I've never <laughs> seen anyone with such a wow. Yeah, so uh, pretty cool. Um, well, I'll make sure I put links to your Twitter account as well on um, uh, the show notes. Thank you so much for coming on the show. What a great guest you are. 
and uh, all the best with um, you know, changing the world and, and helping the world move away from these crappy meetings. <laughs> Thank you, Paul. It was a pleasure. So remember, you can get feedback on every aspect of your iOS or Android app by going to gummycube.com. Uh, they can arrange split tests for your icons. They can do split tests for your screenshots and much more. You can do this either pre-launch or when your apps are actually live on the App Store. And they have this focus group service as well that is highly recommended. So go to gummycube.com and go and check out uh, Datacube as well. You can get a request for a demo. Thanks very much to GummyCube for supporting the show. Also remember to go to askingpoint.com forward slash appguy. That's all lowercase, askingpoint.com forward slash appguy. And you'll get an exclusive offer as a listener that will give you a discount of 30% if you end up subscribing to their premium services. Now, they, they do have a basic account, which is free to use. You can certainly try them out. I highly recommend doing that. But if you do ever need to upgrade because your app is growing like mad because of all the ratings you get, then you'll need to use the offer code. And you can find that at askingpoint.com forward slash App guy, and thank you, Asking Point, for sponsoring the show. So, I wanted to remind you that I am looking for feedback on this podcast. And if you are a long term listener, then I would love to hear what you have to think and say about the show. Uh, it means that I can filter out some of the comments that I'm getting uh, from people who are only discovering my show right now. So, if you do want to leave feedback, just go to the appguy.co forward slash survey. Uh, that's the appguy.co forward slash survey, all lowercase and uh, go and just complete it it's not very long uh, there's no incentive for you to complete it other than really helping me and helping give back and and shape your show uh, because this is what i do for you and uh, i am so keen to just hear what you think and get uh, feedback i've actually had uh, people complete the survey and point out a favorite episode and manage to get the guests and them connected so uh, no promises on that but uh, if you do complete it then uh, obviously it's helping shape your show